Welcome to another episode of Ladies.UX podcast. I'm Madalena Costa, chapter co-leader at Ladies.UX Lisbon, Portugal. Get ready for an exciting episode for our podcast. Today, we are thrilled to have Elena Putina, a lead UX UI designer and tech women, Moldova ambassador. Join us today. Elena has an impressive background, having a transition from graphic design to UX UI over five years ago and making a name for herself in the tech industry. But what sets Elena apart is her diverse set of skills and experiences that she brought into her role. With background in marketing, communications, copywriting and entrepreneurship, she's been excelling at her job and guiding others who are just starting. Elena is not only an accomplished designer, but also an aspiring mentor coach and speaker. She has mentored and coached dozens of aspiring creatives, helping them find their place in the design IT world. She's also actively built and contributed to the UX design community, organizing events and leading the Design Girlies Book Club. Exciting, right? So in this episode, Elena will share her insights on making the transition from graphic design to UX UI design, building a successful career in tech and being an effective mentor and community builder. Get ready to be inspired by Elena's story and gain valuable insight towards this. So this episode episode was sponsored by Deploy.me, specialists in recruiting UI UX designers. Welcome to the Ladies at UX in English podcast, a friendly, welcome and collaborative organization of intelligent and curious women who push UX boundaries, develop skills and promote talent by supporting each other. Without further ado, hi Elena, it's awesome to have you join us today. So we are really excited to just drive in and talk about your journey and how you're helping others find their place in the industry. Maddie, and I'm so incredibly excited to be here with you and share all about it, all about it. So let's start with how did you make the leap from graphic design to UX UI? We'd love to hear about your journey and what inspired you to make the switch. Was it an easy transition, a tricky one? Can you tell us more about it? Easy. <laughs> it wasn't easy. I can, I can tell you that it wasn't easy. Let me start from the beginning. I come from a background of marketing and communications, like you mentioned, and um, we were also talking about how I listened to the podcast with you, Maddie, last week. And when you said you come from a, a marketing background, I just got so excited. I'm like, me too, me too. I do have a degree in international relations and history. And throughout my career, I've done lots of seemingly disconnected things, right? I have taught first year students at LCC International University in, in Klaipeda, Lithuania. I have done communications for a nonprofit, marketing for a language school. I have started my own business. I was doing book sleeves for bookworms, so my people. I did copywriting for a startup in South Korea, and I worked at Arirang Radio as a weekly guest speaker at one of their live shows talking about Korean culture and European culture and that kind of stuff. So you can imagine that when I started looking for jobs in the tech industry about six years ago, and I was interviewing, people were a little bit confused about what exactly are you doing? And I remember someone even telling me, you have such a fascinating life, but what are you doing, you know, in terms of career? So it was just a little bit chaotic, right? 
And because I, I of my experience in marketing and communications, I did get a job and I got a job in digital marketing at Inspire Creative, uh, the company I'm still with. And as part of my job, I was doing a lot of design, you know, with digital marketing, sometimes you create content and stuff like that. And although I had years and years and years of experience with um, graphic design, I was doing a lot of freelance, working with small businesses, even for my own business. I still viewed web design as something just way too complicated. It was, you know, it was for people who are very smart, people who are very talented. I just, I was like, I'm not ready for that. I'm just going to stick to my brochures, to my posters, you know, whatnot. Um, and after a few months on the job, my, our founder, Adam, he reached out to me with a little project with a landing page that, that needed to be done and none of the other web designers were available. And he just said, you know, do you want to try it? And I was really nervous very excited and I, I just said okay let's do it my husband was uh, encouraging me and that was how I transitioned from graphic to web design just in one kind of little push that I think I really needed I wasn't I didn't feel that I'm ready I didn't feel that I looked at it and was wanting it but wasn't necessarily so that little push that I needed from from Adam was was all it took and then of course I I started growing and I mentioned web design because back then UX wasn't really on the radar. You know, it wasn't really like, oh, I'm going to do UX design. And it was only later as I was working on bigger, more complex projects that I realized, okay, we really need um, some UX principles. We need some UX tools and processes. And that just kind of like grew. I was learning as I was going. And I, in time, I got very passionate, very excited about UX. And if you're a UXer, you know that a big part of our job is to educate people about the importance of UX and that's stakeholders, that's team members, that's clients, you know, there's just a lot of education. You just keep explaining what UX is. You keep explaining why it's important. Um, so out of that, I also... Um, often got the opportunity to speak on the importance of UX, about the tools, um, best practices to stakeholders. Yes, of course, you know, but also to UXers, to aspiring UXers. Um, I even got to do workshops with developers, just giving them an idea about what UX is. Um, IT students, product managers. Um, last year, we talked at a product managers meetup about this. And even recently, I talked to a community of startup founders. And I think the best thing about it is that I found that all of my previously chaotic, you know, just very random experiences throughout my career um, and very just kind of disconnected set of skills are actually very useful in my UX job. It's they're very useful. And you you kind of mentioned in the introduction and thank you for the really generous words, uh, marketing and communications, copywriting, business skills. Um, it's, it's a perfect combo and put together with the fact that I'm very much of a people's person and it allowed me to understand UX, you know, in an intuitive but theory and practice and and grow a lot, a lot quicker than other people in the industry, right? And it also, I, just like you, when you were talking about how marketing is so useful to you in your work, I find that 100% true for me as well. And it, I think that just diversity of skills and experiences makes me a perfect person to to help, to mentor um, others who are switching careers, who are going into tech industry, especially creatives, right, who either come from a um, graphic design or just other design disciplines. And for a lot of people, I can say I've been there, so I can guide you along the way, right? 
Yeah, sure. And it's so interesting that when we let go, the right thing appears. How cheesy this is, but how true it is. Because if you continue to create those blocks towards web design, you might never have the opportunity to a landing page. So by you just letting go and doing it, you found the path that is more for you. And that's amazing. And with that came a lot of experience, a lot of learnings. And that's where you found your dedication for mentoring and helping others. So this is really interesting for us and it really caught our attention because how we were looking at your background and mentoring is something that is really important for us because we want to be able to help as many people as possible and to know other people that are helping others to pursue this path. It's something that we definitely want to dive in right now. But before we do, I'd love to hear more about how you started. So you've been involved in volunteering and mentorship since your school days. So I'm curious to know where did this passion come from it's because you're you like people or just just let us know why it's such an important part of your life i love telling you the story because i think i became a mentor when i was a little over four years old and it was the very moment that my baby sister victoria was born you know from that just from the day one that sense of responsibility of pr that protective you know nurturing instinct kicked in we're like i want to help her you know in life i want to just i want to help her not make the same mistakes that i did i i just so like you said i have been mentoring and i've been guiding others ever since and funny thing is that even though i've been mentoring i've, I've done a lot of, of that with boys boys and girls and men and women but i almost always gravitate towards young women you know i guess that once a big sister you're always a big sister and for the last few years and i've been mentoring specifically on mentoring creatives particularly in ux ui design and i find that there's a huge huge need of, for mentoring in the industry just like you said that this is important for you guys and and i i support that 100 because there are three different areas where i've seen that need being confirmed and i want to share these three areas with you guys and one of them is that we did a community survey a few weeks ago with a design community in Moldova asking designers from different disciplines about their needs and frustrations and almost every second person mentioned that they need a mentor they would like a mentor those who didn't mention a mentor specifically did say that they need the support of a community and the majority of their respondents were either the only designer on their in their company or startup or one of the designers on a team to to five people. And this, this is true even for people who work for companies with hundreds of employees and they're still a very small part. And situations when there's one designer per like 20 or 30 or more developers, very common. And add that, add to that the fact that only a handful of those are women. And you get why it can be such a, a difficult thing for us as, as women, right? And that's the, the first sort of confirmation that we got that, okay, this is really important. This is very needed. The second one, is I'm part of something called Tech Women Moldova and we've just launched our third edition of the mentoring program. Five days, in only five days, we already had more than 60 applicants for the three design mentors available. So that's like 20 per one person, right? And we're each available for one or two people max. <laughs> you, you, you can't take 20 people, right? And, and it's true across the board for all disciplines, design and PM and QA and development for, 
for the 30 mentors available, we had 300 people apply in just the first five days, you know, and those this year we're opening it to, to Moldovans, but also to Ukrainians. And we're very excited about this, but there's obviously a huge, huge, huge need. And third of all, I um, do something called office hours uh, with designers and, and just aspiring designers too, because um, I can't mentor any everyone who, who applies, but I make 30 or 45 minutes available for short consultation, right? And I hear that need for mentoring too, and for community. And some people just, you know, they just tell me straight out that theirs is a very lonely job and that they feel like no one understands them. Um, and that's not only women, that's just common experience regardless the gender. So, so yeah, you can see why I'm, I'm you know, like I am, it's something that I see the need. I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm also really passionate about helping creatives, especially because yeah, like I mentioned, it can be a pretty lonely job sometimes. And the good part about it is that there's um, the number of mentors are, is growing. The the phenomenal tech women team, they uh, had an open call. So there's a lot more people involved. Uh, we've recently had a just kind of like a strategy jam um, about events and meetups for, for designers for my friend, uh, Sasha, who's a, an excellent product designer and pours his, his heart and soul into this community. So lots of cool stuff coming and happening because there's lots of work to do. Sure. I couldn't agree more with you. We had a similar experience with us. We opened our first mentor program. So I, I, it's amazing how many people need help and are ready to ask for help. So I would like to, first of all, appreciate you for doing this and giving the opportunity to different communities to just join in and listen and learn and grow. And it's really important. And it's finally something that it's not a taboo anymore. It's something that people actually really want. So I would like to again appreciate you for this and i know that many people and has you spoken about people also becoming mentors because you also opened this i would like to talk a little bit about becoming a mentor so and something that it's that it can be worrying it's because mentors might not feel prepared or might feel that they are unsure about how to lead meetings with their mentees as someone like you who has successfully mentored and guided dozens of aspiring creatives with different forms of mentoring could you share some of your experiences and give advice to those who are interested in mentoring but maybe feeling fearful or uncertain do you think that anyone can become a mentor or are there certain qualities or experiences that are necessary to become one Oh yes, I can I can definitely relate to those people who are having doubts. Let me tell you this. If I waited to feel 100% ready, 100% qualified, 100% confident that I'll make a great mentor to start doing it, you know, I, I would still be waiting. <laughs> I, I, I would, I would still be waiting. Let me tell you a story about how a few years ago, I was invited to join the Technovation uh, Moldova team. This is an international competition for teenage girls where they help them uh, build an app and they compete for a chance to go to San Francisco. Um, I was already on the serving committee. I was on the planning committee, um, but was asked to mentor a group. And that's where all of those excuses, all of those thoughts would be, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I'm already very involved. I am not. Okay. So there was one where I'm not techie. I don't write code. I'm 
I don't have enough experience, right? All of these, you know, like all of these thoughts that are just not helpful. Um, and thankfully, my husband, who is techie, who is a software engineer, he he suggested we mentor together. And that's how we started mentoring two teenage girls. And I say thankfully, because not only did we have lots of fun with the girls, but they went on to win an internship at one of the bigger companies here. And one of them, Veronica, she enjoyed it so much. She went on to do marketing. She did so well and is doing so well that the last year she joined the Tech Women Mentoring Program and mentored eight other girls who wanted to grow in digital marketing. And I am incredibly proud of her. You can tell, but my point is those doubts will come sometimes, but if you're open, willing to help someone who's a few steps behind you. You don't have to be really on the top to help someone at the bottom. Let me put it this way. A mentor is not someone who is perfect, who knows everything, right? A mentor is simply a person who chooses to care about you and your goals and chooses to use their time, their resources, experience to help you achieve them. And if you're willing to try to do that, mm -hmm. Go for it. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing. And now let's take a look on the other side of the perspective, which is the people who are listening to those mentors. So what should a mentee be prepared for when entering into a mentoring relationship? And what advices do you have for them in order to get the most out of an experience and ensure its success? Oh, that's a good question that. And part of why I'm a mentor, part of why I started doing it is because I too have had great mentors. I've had great mentors in different areas of life, not just professional. I'm very, very grateful to them. And um, as a matter of fact, I have recently become a mentee in UX uh, research too. My mentor, Andra, is a UX architect from Romania and I'm learning a lot from her. So this is fresh off of the press, you know, it's just my recent experience. I find that I get the most out of mentoring when I do three things. First of all, I choose a specific narrower field of interest and of growth. For example, with Andra, we are discussing UX research and specifically data analytics. This is something that I'm growing in right now. She has more experience than I do and and she's helping me as I, I read my own books, I read my materials and she's just helping me with that practical side of it. Second of all, come prepared with questions, right? With, with Andra, for example, I read a book on data analytics and then when I have things that I don't really understand or I don't really know how to apply, I come with that. I don't expect her to, you know, recite the book to me. <laughs> basically. Um, and sometimes my questions are in a different area. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, we were hiring for um, for my company and, you know, the decision process was a little bit uh, sort of like hectic. So I came to our mentoring meeting and I said, well, here's my situation. Have you been in this before? How did you do stuff? You know, how did you make decisions? And that was very helpful. But I'm the one who comes with the questions. I'm the one who comes with asking, right? And also, if your mentor is giving you something to read or watch or listen, do it. You know, I don't even need to explain this. You you value them, their input, so you should do it. There really isn't much point if you're asking them for something and then you don't do it, right? Um, and really, as long as you approach mentoring with just an open attitude, if you're eager to learn and grow, you, you should be getting a lot of it. And I guess the last 
thing I would recommend to a mentee is to always be aware that their mentor is also human. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> uh, very often, um, these professionals who have experience, who are willing to give, they have a demanding full-time job. They have their own challenges. Family, they have friends, they have other commitments. So be respectful of their time and what they give you. Don't take them for granted. That is my biggest thing. Do not take them for granted. Um, I love that. And I I would like to go directly to one of the things that you said, which was the mentors are also humans. And with that comes mistakes, comes pitfalls. So what are the most common mistakes or pitfalls that mentors should be aware of to help them uh, deal with certain situations and How can they avoid these situations if it's even possible? <laughs> are, there, are there any specific things that mentors should never do or um, just with their mentors, with their mentees, is there something that they should never do when working with these mentees? Can you talk a little bit about this a bit darker side of the mentorship? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, of course. There, there is something that's not necessarily a mistake. I wouldn't call it a mistake, but it can lead to an unhealthy place where a mentor can get tired, discouraged, even burned out, and that is overcommitting. Most people who mentor, who, who decide to, to do this are generous, are kind, they genuinely want to help others. And because of that, they just tend to overcommit. They take too many mentees, they meet too often, they take too much work on behalf of the mentee, you know, they send them design feedback every day, or they sometimes do work on behalf of the mentees. Oh, let me write this resume for you, because I know how to do it, right? Sometimes Sometimes mentors think they need to be teachers or even almost parents, right? And that is admirable. I admire that, but it's not sustainable. It's very easy to get busy fast. And after a few months, you're so tired. You don't want to do it anymore. And you're just like, I'm done with this mentoring thing. It's not for me. So I would recommend take one mentee to begin with. One person, decide, you know, to meet maybe once a month. Decide how long, for a month, for three months, for half a year. Decide if you're not, maybe not very comfortable just sitting and talking take a book that you could read together and discuss take a course or a series of articles that you read and then you meet and talk about it or you I don't know just take something that will be helpful to you even like a, a series of podcasts and then discuss them right there's so many things available online you don't have to just come and sit there in awkward silence you really don't just take some material that will help you but start small try it <laughs> and then build from that right don't overcommit because you're excited and you want to help For sure. And I would like to go just to a specific thing that it's also really close to my heart. So I'm going to be selfish and just ask because I really want to know, which is about the woman in woman situation on. So you are also really, really involved in promoting and supporting women in tech. And one of these situations is by helping on the tech woman in, as a tech woman ambassador in Moldova. So I'm curious to hear more about this experience and what are some highlights for you that, and what have you learned? 
Uh, Tech Women Moldova is an initiative very dear to my heart. Um, it aims to equip, encourage, um, inspire girls and women in IT, just like you guys are doing with, with Ladies That UX, but it encompasses the entire IT ecosystem, right? So when I joined a few years ago, I was the only designer on the team of ambassadors. And while I was actively involved in all of our projects and activities, I had two focus areas. One, to speak to creatives and encourage them to explore a career in the tech industry to show them that there is a place for us here. And two, to build and nurture the design community, especially because it was badly hit during the pandemic. And the best part of my experience as an ambassador was the team I got to work with. Um, we had Alina, Ana Maria, Svetlana, Krista, Stephanie, and others, all power women and professionals in their respective fields, all of them passionate and dedicated to helping women succeed. And you can imagine with a team like that, I mean, it was just powerful. We together, we launched the first mentoring program where we saw 30% of the mentees get a job after graduating the program. And we also had a, a just a phenomenal graduation party and like gifts and stuff like that. We had lots of fun too, right? Um, there's no reason you can put those two together. Uh, together. We, we also organized meetup and brunches. Uh, I particularly wanted to do that for UXY designers, highlighting other designers in the community. We did our first UX a workshop as part of the Tech Women Summit. So it was really beautiful to see that with every event, the community was not only encouraged, but it was hungry. It wanted to learn more, do more. And as an ambassador, I got, I was involved in organizing events for all tech disciplines. And that allowed me to understand that in IT, like in most areas really, we work best when we work as a team. And of course, the highlights are many. When I see a talented young woman get a job in UX that she wanted after the mentoring program, or I see someone who I invited to do a workshop at the summit really like it. And he's like, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to keep doing it, right? That's that's my friend, Sasha. The friend who got a job was, was Corina, one of my mentees. Or when I encourage someone to do mentoring and they liked it and they're doing it again this year, like Kato, my friend. And yeah, I come to think of it, all of the highlights, have to do with people and seeing them grow and succeed and knowing that you've played a little part, just a little part in making that happen. That's that's just the best, really. Yeah, it's a full circle. I love it. Yes, thank you for sharing. It's uh, It warms my heart to hear this coming from your mouth because it's something that um, more people should feel comfortable sharing and feeling, you know, having this it's such a warm feeling so thank you for sharing that and so not only do you do all of these things that we talked about you also have an impressive let's say um how can i say expressive um the other direction let's say like this and which is a book club so out of everything amazing that you do you also have a book club can you tell us more about the design girlies book club and how did you come up with the idea and what kind of books do you focus that one is really interesting to me yeah and the design girlies book club is my absolute favorite right now those of you who can't see me on video i'm just i have this huge grin because i just love 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 our, our book club and i have to admit i'm a huge bookworm i'm always reading something always recommending books fiction nonfiction, the whole lot and as i recommend design books for example people when i mentor them or office hours many tell me that they want to read them but they don't have time motivation yada 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 and when the girls i mentored 
or did office hours with, they kept asking, can we meet? Can we talk design? We really need that community. We really, you know, maybe we don't need like a very close mentoring, but we need to get together. We need to talk about design and all of that. It just seemed like reading and discussing design books uh, was the perfect idea. And especially because, as I mentioned before, the girls did too, that they, they talked about missing having a community of like-minded designers. More than that, quite a few talked about how competitive the design industry can get and how much they needed a supportive, encouraging community. And that's exactly what the book club has become. It's an opportunity to meet, encourage, learn from each other. We meet monthly. We've been having a blast. We read books on UX design. And the girls, it, it became a, a safe place for friendships to form, for us to share, you know, to uplift each other and speak into each other's lives. And uh, the other week, talk about melting your heart. Uh, one of the girls, Jetta, she spent a couple of hours after the book club encouraging another member to continue to apply for a job, shared her resources, experiences. And it's this kind of people, this kind of community that just blesses me so much and fuels my own motivation and desire to keep giving, you know, to keep pouring into others. It's it's that full circle you mentioned where you see all of the effort you've done and you see people take it and go with it. You know, that paid forward attitude. And it just, I just love them for it. It's, I, I'd love for you to join sometime. I, I was already thinking, you were like reading my mind. I'm like, okay, so I need this in my life. <laughs> I love it. and I don't know anyone who loves to read especially something so technical so how can I also do this right at the same time I was thinking so thank you for yeah yeah I will love to join so we, we would love that we were meeting offline but we when we started taking applications for the book club we had quite a few people from all over the world apply so we were thinking hmm online book club maybe yes. next thing you know maybe next yeah. thing hit me up i'm 100 percent down for that i love that i love awesome. that as you can see the the people on the audio cannot i have yeah. section <laughs> below and i do it i'm that crazy girl who does it by color colors oh i love that oh you're a girl after my own heart i don't have to time to do that but i admire it greatly so <laughs> i spent a full afternoon just doing that yes <laughs> And it's worth every yes. second. <laughs> the, I love the, it. The living room, I'm like, oh, you know, like it it warms my soul knowing that I can. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, and with yeah. this book, let's go into your book recommendations. What are your three top ones? Uh, and you know, for a bookworm, that's the hardest question. When you only have to do three, and for those of you listening, uh, both uh, Maddie and I, we have a bookshelf in the background with tons of books. You can probably see my O'Reilly ones as well. Um, but I, I have some in the living room as well. And three books, three books, let me focus. I recommend Don't Make Me Think by Steve Krug um, to everyone, not just UX designers, mostly to UX designers who are beginning, but also um, product managers, um, everyone who has to deal with, with products and usability and things like that. It's an oldie, but goldie. It's a really good one. For beginning, uh, for beginner UXers, I recommend the user experience team of one. Uh, it's really about a UX education and how do you start implementing when your company's not necessarily uh, aboard yet. It's really, 
it's been very practical for, for me and for a lot of people. And a hundred things every designer needs to know about people. That one is mostly like psychology and uh, neuroscience and things like that. But I, I found also that it's really useful. We were reading, we've read UX for Beginners with a book club and everyone found it really good and funny. And now we're reading The Laws of UX. So I was thinking that right now. I was <laughs> there you go. I just bought it the other day. You did? There you go. There you go. We're meeting in two weeks to discuss it. See you oh, in Moldova. <laughs> I have to book my plane ticket yeah, next Yeah, time. you have to. It's going to be so worth it. You're going to love the girls and they will love you. It's it's that kind of group where it's just warm and encouraging and inspiring. So you're you're one of us, you know, you'll be like one of those uh, honorary book club members. <laughs> Oh, I love that. That's that, that's amazing. And it's so many different co- coincidences. I'm like, wow. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So now that we are closing in, unfortunately, in our episode, is there a message that you like to leave to our listeners? And where can they find you? Well, first of all, thank you to all of you who've listened so far. Um, you are rock stars. Um, Maddie and I have had the blast here, but the fact that you were, you know, following along, that's really just really, really awesome. Thank you guys. And I assume that if you did, you're either wanting to be a mentor, you're considering mentoring. And if that's the case, I hope that you were encouraged to give it a go. Like I said, grab a book, series of articles, podcast, make yourself available to one person, pick them one month and start small and learn as you go or do office hours. Hours, you know, just a little consultation, just, you know, do your, your bit as, as, as much as you're comfortable, right, at the moment. And if you're someone who needs a mentor, um, I would also encourage you to reach out either directly through platforms like LinkedIn or through programs like Ladies at UX Mentoring you were mentioning, Tech Women. There is something called Women in Tech Uj in Romania. I have been mentoring with that as well and, and ha- have a mentor through that. So lots of, of available um, information online. ADP list has mentors, designed has mentors. For both mentors and mentees, find a community locally to, to meet. That's so important. If you don't have one, Maddie can tell you how to start a Ladies That UX uh, chapter. <laughs> She's the expert. Um, I can uh, recommend books that you can that you can start reading with a local book club. And yeah, just, just be intentional, like with everything. And you're going to have a lot, a lot to gain out of it. I am 100% sure. And yeah, do connect let's connect I am trying to be more intentional about LinkedIn and connecting with people there and that's also where I share um, design um, events opportunities like mentoring I share you know um, tips and tricks and and repost uh, things that I find very useful so that's the best place reach me out on LinkedIn um, and let's let's connect Thank you so much for being here with us today or with me today. I appreciate it. And yeah, thank you. See you soon. Yeah. Yes. See you soon. Next book club, Maddie. We want you there. (laughs) Thank you all so much and have a great day. We ended our chat today with Elena Putina, an amazing lady, and we hope you enjoyed it. If you have suggestions, questions or contributions, Please contact us on the website ladiesatux.com. This episode was produced by Ladies That UX, edited by Luciana Borrasca and sponsored by Deploy, a specialist in UX UI designer recruitment.